0: We're looking today at Lord's Day 44, and the subject is covetousness. Our text is Exodus chapter 20 and verse 17. In the New King James Version it reads, You shall not covet your neighbour's house, you shall not covet your neighbour's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbour's. The Catechist in question 113 asks what is required in the Tenth Commandment. The answer is that not even the slightest thought or desire, contrary to any of God's commandments, should ever arise in our heart. Rather, with all our heart, we should always hate all sin and delight in all righteousness. Well, we have come to the last of the commandments, the 10th commandment, the warning against being covetous of something that someone else has. Now, on the face of it, it may seem that covetousness is a victimless crime, for surely looking at someone else's property or possessions and wishing that you had one of those cannot harm anyone but yourself. Let me illustrate this for you. Some years ago, I was at a swimming pool with a group of Christian friends. And after the swim, we were all sitting in the cafe for a cup of coffee. One of the women in the group was attracted, uh, perhaps to the physique, attracted to a young man who was passing by our table and very noticeably followed him with her eyes and then remarked on his physical presence to her friend who was sitting next to her. And they both giggled about it. And one of those with us told her playfully that she was breaking the Tenth Commandment. Her reply was, it's okay to read the menu, so long as you don't taste the dish. Well, is it? Notice that the prohibitions in this commandment are related to the other commandments in the Second Table of the Law. Those commandments tell us that we should not murder, nor steal, nor commit adultery. We should not tell lies about others. And the Catechist relates this commandment back to all of those when he says that not even the slightest thought or desire contrary to any of God's commandments should ever arise in our heart. Should that woman have looked at someone else's husband and said, I like him, I wish I had him or someone like him so in the tenth commandment all the commandments of the second table are deepened and we're left without excuse all the sins of the second table of the law begin in the heart covetousness the person who is envious person who is jealous of what someone else has may be tempted to steal something then may be tempted to lie about the theft May be tempted to commit adultery and then lie about the adultery, might be tempted even to murder someone and then lie about the murder. It's all about motive. Because God does not just look at what we do and what we did, but he looks at why we do it and why we did it. So in the eyes of the catechist this commandment is all about why we do the sinful things that we do about our motives about the desires in our heart that sees things that we want and causes us to sin in order to have them a dictionary definition of motive is something such as a need or desire that causes a person to act so for example a murderer could have acted with the motive of obtaining revenge So motive is what differentiates between the crimes of murder in the courts and the crimes of manslaughter. It's all about motive. And we saw this in our last study too when we asked that very serious ethical question, can we tell lies to protect others? Can we do the wrong thing for the right reason? Very often the motive is that we want something that someone else has. So let's look at the text of Exodus chapter 20 verse 17 and let's look at some of the motives that are illustrated here. There is an envy of property and possessions. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. Looking at someone's property it may not just be their house. Maybe the latest gadget that they have or their car. Maybe their furniture is better than ours. Maybe they dress in clothes that we could never afford. And we become envious and greed sets in. and We begin to lie or cheat in order that we might have those things. And then he talks about sexual envy. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife. I'm sure that every case of adultery begins when a man or a woman looks at someone, another person to whom someone else is married and they will say, I want that person. They will have a sexual desire, a lust for that person. And that will lead them to the sin of adultery. And then, of course, they have to cover that up, the sin of lying. And then there's envy of status, his male servant and his female servant. Looking at someone with servants would give you the impression, of course, that that person has money and status and rank in society. I can't afford to have servants. Other people can. So if I look at them and I wish that I was where they are, I wish that I had the status and privilege that they had, and somehow or another that burns within me, and I cheat and lie to get to that status. Maybe do fraudulent deals. Maybe decide to go out and injure other people financially in order to get that status. You can see how the catechist would see here that even the slightest thought or desire, contrary to any of God's commandments, should it ever arise in our heart, would cause us to sin. And then there's business envy. In Exodus, Moses talks about his ox or his donkey. Those are parts of his farm stock. We look at other people who have a business that is going better than ours or who have a job that is better than ours, who are paid higher than we are. And we want that and we're envious and we cheat and lie to get it. That's a universal condition. Moses tells us here that we're not to covet anything that is our neighbours. We're not to be jealous of anything that a neighbour has and that we don't have. After all, as we learned in our last lesson, dishonesty is all around us. Wherever there is a human being, there is lying and deceit and covetousness, because our hearts are always deceitful and desperately wicked. When the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians at Rome, he used this commandment to illustrate how the law brings us awareness of our sin and our guilt and the condemnation that we face. In Romans chapter 7 and verse 7, He says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law said you shall not covet. A simple illustration. Because it's something that we all do. We've all been envious at one time or another. And all of those forms of envy are the bitterness of heart that takes root within us and can cause us to sin, to steal, to kill, to be unfaithful in marriage, to cheat in business, to be generally dishonest. Envy and covetousness is to admit that we are not content with what the Lord has given us, what he has done for us at that particular time. So covetousness is sin in fact it is a sin so serious that if it goes unconfessed and unrepented of and unforgiven then it will have serious consequences both in this life and on judgment day read romans chapter 1 verse 28 to 29 and read first corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 to verse 11 so if covetousness is the root of sin in many cases, then what is the opposite of that? The Catechist tells us here that we should, with all our heart, we should always hate all sin and delight in all righteousness. So the opposite of being envious of a neighbour is to be thankful for our neighbours, to be happy that God has blessed them with whatever possessions they own and to work hard to achieve our own goals in life with the help of God. After all, having goals is not the same as being envious. Having legitimate ambitions to provide for your family and to do better for yourself is a good thing when we do it unto the Lord, and we do that with the help of God, knowing that ultimately our comfort and our contentedness and our peace It is not in in possessions, it is not in human fleshly satisfaction, it is not in rank or success in life, but it is in the Lord, in whom we find our fulfilment and our identity. Christian contentment is the key to quashing the sin of covetousness in our lives. Let's read some scriptures. Luke chapter 3 and verse 14. Likewise the soldiers asked him, Jesus, saying, And what shall we do? So he said to them, Do not intimidate anyone, or accuse falsely, and be content with your wages. In Philippians 4 and verse 11, Paul writes, Not that I speak with regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content." First Timothy 6 and verse 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.